0: What's today's date? Who cares? We had the Austin 316 promo, the Rocks Classic promos, the Steiner Math promo, but tonight, Tony D'Angelo cut a promo that will go down in infamy as one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. We're talking about NXT 2.0. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kahnawa and Issa, NYC Demon Diva. And here I am tonight, Inside Alfred, my wife uh, texted me in all caps because we were so excited when we were talking about NSYNC and the song Space Cowboy. <laughs> oh, I love that Friday's. song. Yes, yeah. well, every, everybody's talking about Jerusalem. Uh, we were talking about that very animated and excited at loud volume Friday night. And uh, there was concern the neighbors could hear. So now I'm indoors. I'm here in the new kitchen. And, uh, you know, so I have my studio set up. But we're talking about NXT 2.0. It's going to be a good, good time. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want the
1: neighbors to get spooked by all that dangerous in-sync talk. So uh, glad that oh we God. have uh, <laughs> we have indoor conversation about in-sync. We can uh, we'll
2: keep talk it in we'll indoor keep body. it indoors. We'll keep it
1: indoors. <laughs>
0: yeah. Absolutely. Uh before we dive into the show, Alfred, what's up in the news?
1: Well, uh raw ratings, which are actually down, Glenn. So you should be asking what's down because it is the raw ratings when the worst. <laughs> ratings in the history of this show it's actually the sixth lowest viewership in show history 1.582 million raw started with 1.588 million and then went up a little bit in the second hour to 1.6 and then down again to 1.516 in the 18 to 49 it was down 19 percent of course raw had the tag team match with women of course bianca belair and sasha banks versus charlotte and becky and then the main event of Big E and drew mcintyre uh taking on who do they take on i don't even remember the Usos. A, the Usos, that's right. The Usos were big uh, hometown favorites in uh, San Francisco over there. Yes. But uh, mm. very low attended match uh, or show and not very good in the ratings for the 1.582. And it looks like, you know, this competition from baseball playoffs, which NXT is going to face again tonight as the Dodgers Ooh. and Giants went head-to-head and are going head-to-head as we speak. Uh, what do you guys think about the ratings? And uh, how do you think uh, WWE is going to respond, Isa?
2: I'm not surprised. You have Monday Night Football going into this game. You're already competing with Monday Night Football, and now you're competing against the MLB playoffs. And I... I have to say it. There has been some good baseball being played this playoffs. Even my Yankees oh, yeah. got eliminated and I'm still watching. There have been some really interesting games. In addition to that, as you guys know, I do a preview of the shows on my own channel. Okay. And I was going over the Monday Night Raw preview and WWE had nothing advertised for this show outside of like there was no matches outside of the women's match. There was no you didn't know the Usos were going to be there, especially being like hometown or whatever. They didn't they didn't have anything. There was only two things that they had up on their website. I had to go through their social media. There was nothing. So if I'm a casual viewer and I don't even know what I'm tuning in for, I'm going to tune into something else, unfortunately. And I, I think they they, miss, they dropped the ball by not advertising a couple of good matches. But then again, they didn't put on any good matches outside of that main event. Maybe if you have been advertised ahead of time, it might have done better. I doubt it.
0: Hmm. Kind of crazy. I think uh, this Friday is going to be very interesting.
2: oh god (laughs) yeah
0: you know and will will tony khan stop if if they win this week if they beat wwe ongoing on fs1 with their supersized show um i don't know i mean raw seeming pretty uh like you could really compete with it on monday night you could almost do something strategically not even to win but just to hurt wwe more I, i don't think That's, I think Tony Khan's needed to win, not to drive WWE out of business. But um, man, you put some hot, more hot wrestling program on Monday night, Raw could get to its lowest level, and that's not good for. Well, I don't think there's a
1: chance of that happening because they all have dark elevation on Monday night and the wrestling market just does not support that much wrestling. We're seeing that with rampage, which is doing some of the lowest numbers. I mean, it's doing record low numbers every single week. It's down to 500,000 uh, with rampage on Friday nights. And I-, I just think WWE in the case of raw is a case of the chickens coming home to roost. And to East's point, they're not really advertising or taking their time to tell any stories whenever they want their number to go up, they just hotshot and hot shot, And the- now that they can't really do it, they're running out of bullets. They have to kind of go head to head with all this big competition, not only from the baseball playoffs, but also Monday Night Football, which was another good game that went into overtime. And they're really getting hurt by mainstream sports competition because October is the hottest month for sports. So now you're starting to see all these sports coming back with fans in the stand. And not only WWE, pro wrestling does not stand a chance because that is a cap for there's a there's a belief that wrestling business is hot. And because it seems like it's the Monday Night Wars, we're thinking of the time when it was hot. It's not. This is a war for the hardcore audience and the pivoting back and forth to AEW and WWE. Wrestling's not hot, and it's getting its ass kicked by the sports that are, because if it wasn't, WWE, AEW, I lived through the Monday Night Wars. When Monday Night Football was on, the ratings really didn't go that uh, uh, far down. And sometimes they would even beat Monday Night Football. So it's just a product in general isn't hot. Uh, WWE, yes, did not do a good job advertising some of these big appearances that they had. And if you don't know what's on the show, it's even more reason for you to watch something else. So it just kind of seems ice cold all around, especially on Monday nights.
2: I love that you just said that, Alfred. I'm over here doing the whole preach theme because I got to tell you something. I, I didn't watch wrestling on Friday. You guys know I was out. I wasn't feeling well. So I didn't realize that SmackDown was going to be on FS1, right? So I wake up and start scrolling through social media and see the comments from Tony Khan in regards to going face-to-face with SmackDown. And I'm like, okay, that's a little ambitious. And then I realize it's because it's going to be on FS1. And I'm like, that's the equivalent of me telling someone, I'm going to kick your ass, but I'm being held back. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's not, that's not how it works, buddy. If you're gonna go against something, it shouldn't be SmackDown. Coming to see that it's on FS1. I mean, you. It, this is for a hardcore audience, like you said, and I'm super excited for some of the matches that they are announcing. AEW for Rampage and this buying show that they're doing, and and <laughs> and SmackDown is doing this whole Brock Lesnar thing. But it's just like I, I don't see I don't see it bringing anybody new. Like I'm not gonna show. This card to somebody that never watches wrestling, and they're gonna be like, I'm gonna stop my Friday night plans to sit down and watch this YouTube show. You know what I mean? Crazy. So yeah, Let's so uh,
1: that. that's actually, before we continue, that's the next story. So I'll just tee it up in that Tony Khan is going head to head with SmackDown in the 6 p.m. hour with a AEW buy-in show. And on that show advertises uh, Bobby Fish versus Lee Moriarty. He was supposed to take on Brian Danielson during Rampage, but was bumped to the buy-in show. Brian Danielson was also bumped to the buy-in show, and he's going to be taking on Manuro Suzuki. So that seems to be uh, the biggest gun that Tony Khan feels he can pull out to compete with SmackDown, which will have Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch versus Sasha, a lot of big matches Naomi versus Sonya Deville, which has been something they've been building toward. So Glenn, I'll go to you.
0: What do you think about Tony Khan's response to WWE? If this makes a dent, expect more Elevation Dark and expect them to do more of these live streams, live programming, and a way to cater to their audience, almost to send a message, right? Because why else do you do this? They're trying to send a message. And we talked about this on Friday. This is going to be like when The Simpsons beat The Cosby Show. <laughs> Granted, it was a rerun of The Cosby Show with the newest episode of The Simpsons. But I'm telling you, for Fox, that was a legitimizing moment when they beat the competition on, on a Thursday night. You know? So I think, that, I think it's very important for Tony Khan to just uh, take his shot and he can't afford to miss. Well, if he misses, what are we gonna say? Like, oh, well, you know, you tried, but then on FS1, I mean, more people watch this podcast than watch FS1. Like, (laughs) FS1, like like, impact does a better rating than fs1 i don't even know what channel impacts on the More people yeah watch but i still
2: think that that just feels like a i don't know it feels like a troll job like oh you're on fs1 watch me i'm gonna be the big guy now and i'm gonna do yeah. all of this like it doesn't feel like legitimate i i, I like aw a lot you guys know i enjoyed the product i've been really into it but i gotta tell you i i think that you really need to focus on those numbers that rampage is doing because you're not short Cutting rampage when it comes to talent. You're putting good matches. You're putting some of your biggest names on rampage, and your numbers are still 500,000. Like, they like, never should like, have
0: gone to pre tape. They never agree, should have done pre tape. I agree.
2: But the problem is look at their. Have you seen the ticket sales for Friday? And Friday is yeah. going to be live. They sold 1,700 tickets total. Same with WWE. I'm not here to pick on one or the other. WWE had horrible attendance in San Francisco, but it's just like. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure at this point, this Rampage is going to cost more production wise to run live than what they're going yeah. to make in revenue from the from the audience.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And um, also in terms of Rampage going to, you know, go head to head with the WWE. Um, I think this is a panic move in terms of what Tony Khan is doing in that you don't usually see AEW respond to WWE with counter-programming. The line that they always say that seems to be something that they believe, that you, you know, they're just worried about themselves. But now that this show is dying and uh, WWE's announced a supersized SmackDown with Brock Lesnar and all these big names... I think this is part of a way for Tony Khan to kind of gain momentum. And FS1, you know, is not that big of a network, but SmackDown on FS1 does around 800,000 people. And I expect it to do maybe, you know, 820, maybe the high 700s. And I just don't see AEW making up that much ground from 500,000 to getting near to 800,000 and beating SmackDown. SmackDown has to be considered the favorite to win this. It's just a matter of how by how much are they going to win this and whether or not WWE is going to make maybe a habit of doing this quarterly, doing this every month, doing this as much as they can. To try to run AEW Rampage out um, of business in terms of being a show every single week uh, because I just don't see them making up that big of a gap. And it'll be very interesting to see how this happens head to head.
0: Yeah. So pdo 64 says, Tony Khan's doing this attempt because he put Rampage on at 10, to not compete with WWE right. and then WWE fired the shot by adding that 30 minutes to mess with Rampage. If, I mean, prediction tomorrow night on Dynamite, Tony Khan teases a major debut to happen Friday, and that's how they get a million. Oh, well, they're not going to get a million. I can guarantee
1: you that. They're not jumping they're so? their audience out. I, I know for a fact, if they get a million, I will eat the hottest chip in the world on this podcast. If they, yes, if they let's go. Their audience in one week. Uh, I don't think they're getting a million. It, well, they have to, at first, get their audience to rise up for the past seven episodes. Seven weeks in a row, AEW has done the lowest audience of all time. So, and the live to tape thing really doesn't make that much of a difference in the scheme of pro yeah. wrestling. When you look at the history of wrestling going on live and tape, it just, to us, it makes a difference because we can tell and stuff like that. Oh, but the general right. viewing audience is the live to tape thing, people just cannot tell the difference. So, that's not going to be that big of a, a difference maker. Uh, it, it'll just, uh, in terms of what they have advertised, they've got CM Punk versus Matt Seidel. There's no storyline. That's, mm, that's going to be wrestling yeah, for the not, sake of wrestling. They had CM Punk versus Daniel Garcia, and it did. Uh, You know, five hundred thousand people, and then they have the inner circle versus Dan Lambert and America's top team, which I just don't think that lineup is something that's going to get a lot of people to watch to where
0: it's going to beat Smack. Who who would it take? What debut? Isa? Who would have to debut Friday night? Who's left? That that might be the problem with them. John
2: Cena. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, they don't even. And and thanks to the chat for reminding us, they don't even have dynamite on tomorrow to try to hype up this like show. Dynamite is on Saturday, so all the hyping they're going to do is going to have to be, they're going to have to work overtime on social media and have the roster work overtime on social media to keep putting this out because they don't even have a show to try to hype this up tomorrow, which I think is going to hurt them.
0: Uh, Calvin saying Alfred is 100% correct. We've been gaslighted about the importance of ratings and yeah. demos casuals aren't watching.
1: And I consider, I'm in this pool of fans who watch wrestling and enjoy it and are excited. This is an exciting period for us. Nobody outside of us is watching this thing. Like, yes, it seems very exciting. It's unprecedented. Tony Khan says that, oh, a boom period is coming. When? Like, you look at the attendance. Look at the viewership. It's hardcore people watching this product. And the more you build a product that's catering to that audience, the more you're going to get that hardcore audience, which does not support two wrestling shows. And if I was Tony Khan, I would be very nervous about Rampage long-term because with Snapchat, SmackDown now breathing down your neck, they smell blood in the water, and they see this as an opportunity to where if this SmackDown number blows Rampage out of the water, I mean, it's going to be quite scary. They might continue to do this and go back to this well.
2: I mean, SmackDown is the best show when it comes to rating in all of wrestling right now. So, you know, you can't blame them for trying that, but... I, I, I love I love that you said that. There is no boom period. You're absolutely right. There isn't. It's fun for us. I think somebody made a comment today on Twitter that said only people watching Raw at this point is the people that cover it. And I'm like, actually, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt that there's a million freaking wrestling podcasts at that's this point. True. So you're probably right. <laughs> well,
0: clearly, the answer for another boom period is more Rick and Morty tie-ins.
2: No, it's stuff. more Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Absolutely.
0: That's true. There you go. That's
2: how you book this product.
0: Yep. Nightmare Knee uh, $5 Super Chat saying, I'm not going to lie, I am disapp- I was disappointed in you last week, Alfred. You judged The Rock's rap verse too yep. harshly, LOL. I just can't get into NXT 2.0.
1: Got to do it for the culture. I'm not going to play nice with everybody. Listen, I love The Rock. Everybody knows I love The Rock. Rock's on my Mount Rushmore. His verse was trash. I, 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 cannot, I cannot kiss to G- this guy. G- the verse is trash. It just, did, you do not follow Tech Nine, and Tech Nine just killed it on that verse. Love Tech Nine did, on that verse. Tech Nine's one of my favorite. The Rock, I'm sorry.
0: Did you go and listen to Fieldy's Dreams, the bass player from Korn's rap album, which might be the worst rap album ever made?
1: I did it. I did it right after the podcast. And even though you told me that it was the worst rap album ever made, I still don't think you did it justice in terms of how bad it was. It was not very good. <laughs> I, did not, I did not enjoy it. Not even ironically. I wanted to enjoy it ironically, but I, I just.
2: I did didn't you watch do um, Max Caster on TMC? Like the rap that he dropped? Cause he like talked crap about oh, the no. rocks on um, the rocks rap on it. Yeah. I'll oh, DM dude. it good to you guys. You. Oh, yeah, please.
1: I gotta see that. Listen. Yeah, <laughs> it listen, was so funny. I, I was rooting for The Rock's first to be good, but it just was not.
0: (laughs) I understand. Any more news? No more news. No more news. Well, tonight NXT 2.0. NXT 2.0 is a show that somehow seems both less polished and more polished than the old NXT. Right? That's a great way to put it. That's such
2: a great way to put it. (laughs) It is really, but
0: it's (laughs) it's weird, right? Like the production Mm -hmm. is slicker, the wrestling and the performance, not the wrestling, but the characters. Like a lot of the. Performances seem a little more um, amateurish, like but more developmental. I mean, part of I... that's like the graduated, uh, you know, everyone that was working, but uh, continuing the trend of the NXT parking lot being the least safe place on earth. <laughs> we opened play with uh, a good portion of Hit Row being abducted. So- oh, uh, I'm
2: sorry, Glenn. I don't know that you understand that that's how they get called up now. Because nobody from NXT <laughs> wants to get called up, so they just pull up, throw them in a car, and take them to the main roster. So I just want to clarify that. <laughs> ceremonial kidnapping. Yeah, ceremonial kidnapping, <laughs> and then they wake up on SmackDown or Raw, and they'll be like, surprise! <laughs>
1: Seriously. See, that's the thing, that there's no storyline continuity. No continuity, but it's like they got kidnapped on one show,
2: and then the next week it's like, hey, everybody, we're here. It's like, well, what happened with the truck? What happened with everything else? It will be perfect, actually. It would make more sense.
0: <laughs> well, we opened uh, after that with the first match being NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa versus Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy, if he wins, gets added to the championship match at Halloween Havoc. Uh, Champa won this match, but Issa, what did you think of
2: the match? And the match was a lot of fun. I I was impressed with John Gacy. I thought he looked great. I was I thought he was going to win too. There was a couple of times that I was like, let him win and add him to the match. You, you know, I I really liked it. I they had much better chemistry than I thought they were going to end up having. It was a hot opener and it was fun. I I almost really wish Gacy would have won at that point. Why not make it a triple threat?
1: Yeah, yeah. Gacy is one of the more experienced people they have yeah. over there. So he did look good. And I like the fact that they have that stipulation that if he won, he adds the match. It's not like they made it for the title, so you didn't give him a chance. There was an opening to where I thought, yeah, maybe this guy could win. Yeah. So I think that made the match better to where I thought it could have, you know, either guy could have won, you could have made a case. And uh, yeah, I, I thought that he looked very good in there with Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, I know people have the reservations with the character, but he's a pretty good worker in terms of where he's at compared to everybody else. And this is a good match.
0: I just think this character has a very short shelf life.
2: Yeah, probably.
1: I think because of such of this time, I think there's all, people are getting canceled every single week. You could, he could have, if they really wanted to smoke, they could have made a John Gruden reference this week. I mean, this character is something that could be timely and topical every single week. Dave Chappelle got quote unquote canceled last week. He could have said something about that. There are people every day in this society getting quote unquote canceled that he can rip on. So you just kind of follow the cues of modern day society. And if you're going to do a character like that, I think they should really go all the way.
0: That should be his version of Jericho's list. He should come out and cancel people.
2: That would be amazing, yes. actually.
0: That's I, how you make this funny, is that he cancels people. He declares people canceled.
2: And gives that, you a reason why they're canceled. Yes. Start, like, canceling wrestlers. Like, that yes, would be epic. Exactly. I would, I would I like actually it. pop for that.
0: That's how you save this gimmick. The problem with this is, and I think that's what I was thinking about this, you're like, oh, you're offended. I'm not offended. I just don't think, in some ways, they're not going far enough. Like, yeah. this is... right. This is almost someone, like, whoever's writing this is making fun of this culture without even really understanding it. And I think that, I don't know, it just, it it seems very pedestrian. It seems very two-dimensional.
1: I agree with you that they're not going far enough with it. I feel like the ingredients are there. And it's just encouraging to me that there's a character that's this current with WWE, Because so many of their characters are just either outdated or just you don't know anybody like that. But they have the ingredients for somebody to be relevant. But I agree, they're really kind of manby-pambying around what this character is. And it's either confusing yeah. people or they're kind of being rubbed the wrong way by it. But I, was I, do going, think it's, I do think it's interesting.
2: I was going to say that Alfred. I was going to say it feels like they're testing the waters, and I think a lot of it had to do with the attention that the character got, which we gave them props on sticking with it, you know, regardless. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like okay, we're gonna we're gonna keep it going, but how far can we go before it starts making headlines and news and all that? So I feel like they're just trying to see how far they can actually go with it, testing it out.
0: Yeah. Well, it's similar, even the Daniel Bryan thing, the environmental champion thing, like. They hadn't awesome. say it, but, but they, again, they didn't go far. He should have been like busting right. people for like yes. throwing away cans and not recycling, you know, doing segments on how to compost. Like, you know, the, I think.
2: The street prophets will fear him with all those freaking cups they waste every week. Oh my God.
0: Uh, oh really? my <laughs> God. <laughs> that was, I mean, yeah, just talk about missed opportunities. So uh, Harland, who is Harland that attacked uh, after this match and attacked Champa? People I mean... chanting, who are you?
2: We all know who he is. The problem is that they cut the poor boy's hair and he just, oh, man, why did they do that? I can't. I can't. I don't know. I didn't realize. Yeah, he's Parker. He's Parker Parker, Bordeaux. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Everyone still calls Parker Bordeaux. That's why I'm like, who's who's Harlan? I understand it now. It all makes sense.
2: I... See, I that's concerning, bad. though.
0: Like, we watch
1: this as close as we cover it, it's and it's hard for And When I first saw him, I did this last week on the podcast, Glenn, where I didn't recognize I didn't him know. in terms of being Parker Bordeaux because somebody made some joke about him being Pinhead or Pinwheel or whatnot. On the chat. Yeah. And I had yeah.
2: to Google it, remember? I was yeah. like, I, 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 he's unrecognizable. How? How do you, like, change that much? I mean, I yeah. guess you did it with Otis, too, so I guess somebody can't change that much with a haircut. But... The guy looked like a badass. At the same time, the Brock Lesnar comparisons is a lot to live up to. So if you can't live up to that, I will probably change his look again and get people away from calling him the next Brock Lesnar because you're setting him up, no offense, but almost for failure. I don't know that we're ever going to get another Brock Lesnar. So it's like, let's bring him on his own and let him do his own thing.
1: That is a great point. Brock is one of one and he, I mean, even with a shaved head, he does look like Brock Lesnar, but he was a dead ringer for Brock Lesnar with the hair and Paul Heyman took a picture with him. So they really did lean into it. And it is good from that standpoint to see that they're not going to just try to create another Brock Lesnar because that's what he would be shoehorned into being if he was to keep that look.
0: He should be Brock's uh, illegitimate son. I think that's a main roster storyline. (laughs)
2: No. No. No, they're gonna make um, Gable Stevenson and Brock's the legitimate son. <laughs>
0: but the name Gunner, like is it really Gunner Harlan?
2: I think that's his new name.
0: I thought it was just Harlan. I thought it was just one. I word thought Harlan. it was
2: just Harlan. He hasn't even changed his Twitter actual name. He still has Parker. He just changed okay, his actual handle.
0: So. Poor Gunner Harlan. Let's Google this. Kevin Durant, Durant seems to like him
1: a lot, though. That's that's good. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just uh Hmm. I don't know. Is that, is that his name? Who knows? Anyhow, doesn't matter. Uh, so he attacked after. That's his debut. It's just Harland. There we go. Um, so Toxic Attraction came out. I noticed tonight the, fir- the beginning of their song sounds like Warren's cherry pie. And that makes me very happy. Just it does.
2: It does. You're right about that. It actually does.
0: Had to have been intentional.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I think it is
0: because their entrance,
1: even, is kind of like the video where they're just doing all these poses and they're just doing all these camera shots of them. And, uh, Mm
0: -hmm. you know, Cherry Pie, very of its time, kind of a, kind of, kind of slaps, kind of a pretty awesome song on many levels.
1: Recognizable songs that I think very few people aren't going to know, you know, haven't heard it before, you know.
0: So Warren has better songs. Let me just put that out there. Yeah. Down boys being perhaps the best, but still, okay. Okay. Uh, no, uh, you know, don't don't get me on Warren. We'll be here all day. Um, but uh, Toxic I mean, they're gonna win the NXT tag titles. Mandy's gonna win the NXT women's title. This seems yeah. inevitable.
1: It does, especially because
0: it looks like they're adding a stipulation
1: to that match with Raquel Gonzalez, which is, I think, how they're gonna get out of beating her.
0: Yeah. So Halloween Havoc, uh, the spin the wheel thing. Did, did they rig this? Is this Is this
1: legit? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, they rig it. It's not going to be a <laughs> They're going to probably have a match in mind of what they're going to do, and then it'll land on that, and I'm sure they have a, a finish planned in terms of protecting yeah. the Kelvin Dawes.
0: Nothing is real.
1: Nothing is real. <laughs> uh, Taboo Tuesday was real, though. That was a shoot. When they did the Taboo Tuesday when people would vote on matches, that was real.
2: Okay. Yeah, but the options were – okay. But yeah, yeah, It was, like, so obvious that you couldn't yeah. really – you weren't really picking anything. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, so, Zion Quinn versus Malik Blade. Uh, has Zion wrestled before
1: this tonight? Yeah. Yeah, he's um, He's wrestled uh, – I think it was a couple of weeks ago. It well, seems like they yeah. have plans for this guy because he's been in squash matches. They've kept his matches short. And, you know, I thought this match was kind of ruined by the dueling chance. They wouldn't stop chanting for both guys. And it was a very <sighs> short match, so it just kept going. And – it made it very hard to get into this match.
2: I agree. I was having an issue with that. I was like, I feel like I cannot concentrate here. And you're absolutely right. It was the chance. or what it, it feels good to hear the crowd like being alive. But I was just like, what is happening? Why can I not get into this match?
0: Yeah. Um, and there was a teaser, a vignette, for a new dark character. They view at Howling Havoc.
2: I mean, if it's Howling yeah. Havoc, you have to have one.
1: This is the one with the shovel that we're talking about, right? That we saw. I got to bury my past. Is that it? Oh, so it's probably
2: eight. Triple H coming back to produce. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think we see Vince said, you know, we had the Undertaker. What about the Grave Digger? I'm just putting it out there, you know? Well, it's
1: obviously Elias, because he's been having a shovel and burying his old character. I think, I mean... Oh, that's a
2: good point. I didn't think about that. That's a good point. The last time we saw him, he said Elias is dead, and he was digging something, so... Yeah, Hmm. he's
0: dead.
2: Uh, Why would would Elias be the person you send back to NXT, though? Yeah, I feel like there's so many more people in the main roster that you could send to NXT and do, like, really good things with them, like, I don't know. I feel like maybe it's because of Rick Booth, actually, and I know we're not here oh, to talk yeah. about the main roster, but it's just like, you don't want to have two rocker guys, right? So maybe yeah. that's why, but at the but same yeah. time, I just feel like Elias is such a crowd style, like, um, gimmick and character that it's like, why would you take that away now that we finally got the crowds back?
1: Yeah. And, uh, and so it doesn't have to just be Elias. They really should start making yeah. a habit, and I think they're realizing that, man, if these ratings keep going down like this, we need to start getting some familiar faces on NXT.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean,
0: People are saying it's a woman that they were uh, teasing. So who knows? Maybe a reinvention of an existing mm-hmm. performer. Maybe someone moving back. Uh, but uh, Ivy Nile tonight.
2: Oh, Diamond I love her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she looks so good. This Diamond Mine promo was fantastic after. Um, this was great. Ivy, like... I'm curious. I'm curious. I don't want to predict anymore. After what happened with Frankie Monet, I don't want to predict where the NXT yeah, women's division is going. <laughs> yeah, but maybe, you know, if I'm going to call her, I could see, I don't know when, but I could see her being the one to take the title off Mandy Rose.
2: Yes. Her finisher, if she can lift every woman the way that she did that finisher, she's going to be one of the coolest, like, acts to see. That being said, I I do agree with you. I think, like, let her, like, get a couple of squash matches because she's very similar about the dominance and being so strong to Raquel. So I would like to, like, wash off Raquel for a little bit before we get her as champion because it will feel like back-to-back the same style character as champion. But I I loved her. I I thought she was great. I I love the fact that she looked the part and she came out today and performed the way she looked the times that we have seen her with Diamond Mind. That was awesome.
1: Yeah, lots of potential. And that was the money there that she did look the part. She had all the presence in the world. And I thought it was just so impressive that a woman that size was that strong and really showcased as being that strong. Because I think it is a sight to behold to see her hold those suplexes. And she was able to kind of deadlift this woman, uh, Veronica Valentina Faroza, in the air. It was very strong and impressive. And I think the more they do that kind of stuff with her – uh, she's already really impressive to look at, so the more ring time she gets and just has these squash matches that make her look like a monster, I think they've got something with this uh, woman in Ivy now.
2: And Diamond Mine in general, like I remember yeah. where they were when they first debuted, and now I'm like, I I kind of like this group, like, yeah, you back, know? Back yes, it was it was very very good, but I just absolutely loved her tonight, and she like moves to the top of like my favorite people to watch on NXT right now. I cannot wait to see what she does next. But that was, she was so impressive. But she hasn't eaten a carving. How many years? Good. Come on,
0: <laughs> shredded.
2: God. <laughs>
0: And Malcolm Bivens, you know, much like how Michael Bivens had the East Coast family with Boys to Men ABC BBD, I think Malcolm Bivens with the Diamond Mine really oh is putting it together. There I thought definitely... you were
2: gonna. I thought he was gonna talk about Michael Bivens eating carbs, and I'm like, do you know his diet? <laughs> no,
0: but you know, Bobby Brown does have his own uh, hot sauce and barbecue sauce. On.
2: Oh, we know you're a yes. big fan.
0: Yes, uh, oh, but you know, speaking of uh, uh, Boys to Men, oh my God, I have to listen to this. Remember the Motown Philly, Philly, uh, the Motown Philly video? And they had like, you know, Another Bad Creation, they, oh, they had voiced Men, they had Bubba Bubba. Bu- 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 <laughs> and then they had a, a group of white guys called Sudden Impact that were teased in that video. They never released an album. They were never heard from again. There's a new podcast that just came out today hosted by MTV's Dave Holmes called Waiting for Impact. It's a 10-part series talking about the mystery of who was Sudden Impact and why did they never debut.
2: (laughs) That's actually (laughs) interesting.
0: I'm so excited for this. I've been wondering for 30 years what the story is of this. Tonight when we get done with this podcast, I'm going to start listening to it. I'm so, so stoked for this. That was kind of like an eighties, nineties thing to like kind of tease a debuting artist during a big video.
1: Because I remember in the "Forgot About Dre" video, they yeah. cut away to this guy mailman who was supposed to come out, and his big line was "Y'all better buy my shit," and it never came out. Yeah,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I think Michael Bivens was the first. This is why the Malcolm Bivens character works so well with Diamond Mind doing the franchise. But I think I think Biv was the first to do this. I mean, the Motown Philly video, Motown Philly video, is the most professional wrestling promo style music yeah. video ever yeah, yeah agree yeah. <laughs> i mean every band should have a song where they have to like tell you who they are tell you where they're from tell you their story like motown philly is so great and uh yeah that's sudden impact mystery i'm i'm so stoked for
2: Sudden impact so the impact
0: yes waiting for impact is the podcast but julius creed versus Ika manjiro good lord with the creed last, it's like they've only got like real like they've they've got like like these go-tos, right, in professional wrestling. I'm surprised they would use this, given Austin Creed, you know, uh, of course, Xavier Woods. Uh, but Julius Creed beating and Giro. Man, like, for as over as Jiro is, like, why is he not getting wins?
2: Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. They do
1: this with uh, guys like Ike Minjiro's, um, where they clearly have this connection with the crowd, but I just feel like they see him as more of a comedy character, which I think is a mistake. Like, I'm not asking for him to be world champion. And I really do think that they're doing enough with him to showcase how popular he is. So they know that he's over, but just to kind of make him this joke character who keeps losing, I mean, hopefully him and Kushida, uh, you know, he's going to be able to get some wins alongside Kushida, but I, I do think that he's just... <sighs> something special in NXT and different than anything they have because you wrestle with a jacket on and he has the charisma to pull that off.
2: The charisma, that's, that's the part that I feel like you're like, it's, it's only going to take you so far. And with him just collecting all these L's the charisma is not going to carry him very far. He needs to team up or, or go in a different direction because I do think he has, and he's the kind of character that will get the crowd behind him. Right. And I love watching him and, and he's just so happy, but, I can't I am starting to lose my ooze for him the more that I just see him lose it's like okay cool jacket bro but are you actually can you wrestle (laughs) no also I just like turned my face and Chucky was vomiting so (sighs) I should probably turn my TV off before I got on the air I I know I have a recording on the DVR but I forgot to turn the TV off and I look and he's just projectile Vomiting everywhere, so I cannot wait to see this.
0: (laughs) As long as it's a tie in to the movie continuity and respects the last two ones, which were so good, the last two uh, movies.
2: you like Seed of Chucky, Cult of Chucky wasn't
0: bad, yeah, Cult of Chucky, and the other one Curse of Chucky, uh, the one that was like a straight reboot. Oh, yeah, 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 that was good.
2: But the fact I actually, Brad Dorf's
0: daughter, like playing the main character, yeah. is awesome.
2: I actually finally decided to watch the reboot that they did in 2019. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was not bad. I was like, why did I enjoy this? Like, I refused to watch it because I was like, they're going to ruin it, like they always do. But it wasn't bad at all. And the way they modernized the storyline was genius.
1: Did you see him tweet during Raw? Like he yes. was just playing around. So, he, you know, he, they didn't know what they were doing in terms of connecting yeah. with fans of wrestling. But he goes, less talking, more wrestling. And then all these fans are
2: like, some more like, WWE even gets it. I tweeted too. I was like, I bet Shoki changed the freaking channel by now. <laughs> That's how I found out, bro. I think it was a tweet. Yeah, I was like, Shoki's not even watching anymore. He stopped live tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. That was actually funny. Like the 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 little video package they did with Chucky and Raw. I was like, yeah, I like maybe that. it's because I just love Chow's play, the whole franchise and Chucky, but I was like, I'm here for this.
1: If yeah. they were gonna really kill off that Lily doll, this was the way to do it. Is to get Chucky oh. out there with a knife and then you know, goodbye, Lily.
2: I don't know. I wouldn't let I wouldn't let Lily around Chucky. We all know he get her oh. pregnant or something, and then we end up with a <laughs> bunch of Lilies and Chuckies. No, no, no. Let's just move. Let's keep talking about NXT. <laughs> it's
0: Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner oh. versus Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland. Uh,
2: Von Wagner is a star.
1: <laughs> How did you say that with a straight face? <laughs> I get that they see something in the in the guy, and I'm sure, you know, with a heater, with the right you know, energy around him, this would be great. But this ain't it. Him and Kyle O'Reilly, I couldn't care less. They're Nothing with
2: Kyle O'Reilly clicks. Come yeah, on. Yeah, it's
0: just a black hole just, with these guys. Every time I, just I look at him, it. I think, man, ZZ from Tough Enough finally got in shape. Yeah, he does. He have that vibe. <laughs> ZZ was a star, man. They really I was know. in the
2: middle of drinking, Glenn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a buff versus of ZZ minus all the charisma. Uh, oh,
2: my God. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't get it, man. I mean, this, this like this felt very um, NXT 1.0 to me. This yeah.
2: Time. Did you see that they advertised Bob Wagner teaming with Champa next week? Like, what is he? The default <laughs> player two for everybody now? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, he's a computer. You know when you're playing a two-player game and you don't have like somebody to team up with you, so you have yeah, to pick the yeah. computer to play for you? That's Bob Wagner, apparently, of tag teaming <laughs> NXT now. Yeah, oh man,
0: well, they won. <laughs> um, but oh, we also saw another episode of uh, lashing out with lashes. Yes, I like this.
1: Me uh, too, the three snaps and a clap thing is going to get over, but I, I like <sighs> that they kept this a little shorter and it was a little tighter. But I they're on to something with this and diss Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, well, that, you, we saw later on the night, they better, they better stop playing with Tony. <laughs> you saw what later on the night. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Issa, you have a, a tip for us in terms of a lash tip. <laughs>
2: I do, of course I do. Today's lash tip is make sure that you brush your lashes every single day, multiple times a day. I brush my lashes more than I brush my actual hair. Wow. Very interesting.
0: <laughs> that is fascinating.
2: Actually I love I love this segment. I really think they're on to something. It's different, it's fresh, it's fun. Um, I don't know. I I really I, I, I really am enjoying it. I want to see where it goes. I love the whole idea of just doing a gossip thing. I love how she was talking about the draft. Were we watching it? This and that. I really think they could go somewhere. Especially they give her more time. Like you said, it felt a little short this week, but it, it was still fun. I yeah. really was waiting for Tony D'Angelo to show up on the show, though. And that kind of upset me a little bit. Well,
0: they had to be short because we had to have more time for this Andre Chase University. Promo. Andre Chase channeling Sam Kinison in the Brody Dangerfield movie Back to School. Yeah, the Andrew professor.
1: <laughs> they, you know what? They let him say the f word multiple times. Like nobody else in the entire company gets this luxury where he his gimmick is basically cursing out his students, and he says the f word. And now they've got the the bleep uh, graphic where it's his Andre Chase University graphic that bleeps out his mouth. And uh, so you know, at least he gets the curse on TV, and he's got a new sweater that I like too.
2: Okay, but that was funny, though, right? Like, when he said, that is a great subject that I would be willing to discuss if I gave up. A... Oh, my God. I yeah, was like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, hello. That's a mood every day.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like Andre Chase. I think
2: me he's too. really good. Me too.
0: The energy I... of some of this stuff reminds me, like, when when the high school, when your high school would let, like, you know, the seniors put on a show. And everyone's going to go out there and, you know, they got a character and they got skits.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: He yeah, does have that.
2: <laughs> Yeah, but they are missing out now that Alfred mentioned that. I feel like the WWE shop is missing out on some merch opportunity. No merch for our boy D'Angelo. No Chase U sweaters. And I see people actually tweet about it. Like, where is my, you know, my sweater or my Tony D'Angelo merch? And I'm like, what's going on? Sometimes you put some crappy shirts like in a hurry for other people and people that are getting over. You're not giving them any merch.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That Chase U doesn't seem like it would be too expensive to make. It's very simple, and it looks yeah. nice, and I think people would wear it.
2: Yeah, and all you need for Tony D'Angelo is a shirt with the emoji, and that's it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We'd well, have to look at the copyright laws, but that would be great if they could do something like that. <laughs> I like Glenn's idea, though. I think they are going to rip off the Godfather logo. I
2: mean, Yeah, oh, 1,000%. 1,000%. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Uh, Terry Allen Jr., Super Chat, $2.40, saying, Almost Shake the Ground theme, Alfred, very great. Oh, they're talking about the almost his new theme? I, I like almost his new theme. I think it's
1: um, I think it's very good. I think that slaps.
0: Yeah. Uh, talking after- about the rapping, that
1: theme is better than the
0: Rock's rapping, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, there you go. Oh, uh, Tony D'Angelo. Let's talk about this for a half an hour. Tony is <laughs> standing in front of a car. <laughs>
2: Tonight. A Mercedes, thank you very much. Not just any car, because, it's you know, true. Tony D'Angelo, he's not going to stand in front of a Toyota. Please. Yes. Uh, <laughs>
0: You're the best. And I have to say, like, you know, the great promos, we really remember key moments or key lines. Like, you go back and watch that first uh, Degeneration X promo, and we all see the stuff that, you know, gets you on the highlight reel. There was a lot in there that's forgettable and probably left in the past. So, uh, Tony's talking about his match last week, uh, but then he talks about lashing out in a producer the scheduling conflict couldn't get on. Tony says he uh, set him straight. And then the promo was made when Tony walks away from the car and we see banging on the trunk and the car going up and down. Yes. And that's the moment when I went from just going like, eh, "Well, missed opportunity to, oh my God, this is his Austin 316 moment. The Tony D'Angelo trunk promo will go down in history as one of the greatest, if not on NXT, in all of professional wrestling. Uh- Maybe- <laughs> I'm gonna, maybe that'll be his first shirt. Maybe we'll
1: get the just the Mercedes with the, with the trunk closed. No, and...
2: they should sell little like like mannequins of people for you to put in the trunk of your car so you can practice how to be part of the mafia. There was a lot of like throwing people in trunks tonight on NXT. What's up with that? Like, oh, yeah. what seems very aggressive human trafficking? Like they they need to chill with that stuff, you know.
0: What's interesting is that Mercedes was the nicest car they had access to without having to spend money or rent a car. Well,
2: so I mean, was- if you're gonna put a person in a Glen, you can't like go and rent a car that everybody's gonna track down.
1: <laughs>
0: that that you is know? true. <laughs> but breaking k for a second. Who do you think actually owned the whose Mercedes was that? Tony's. Michael Hayes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. That I was gonna say HPK, but yes. Oh, Mercedes.
2: it's no. It's Cameron. It's Cameron Grimes.
0: Oh yeah, they are, they are. <laughs> yeah. That, that's probably the most accurate
2: version of Cameron Grimes I and, absolutely love that they're just going all in on this I think that they're starting to recognize that people are ironically were ironically behind the character but now I really feel like people are just loving him right so it's just like let's just fully go all in and keep it going the trunk that was
0: yeah, like he the threat that he's trying
1: to get on lash, lashing out by, you know, he's now kidnapping people. He's going to do anything to get on this show. So they're creating a thread between this and another segment that they have.
0: And, and he dropped a Marone tonight. He finally did it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, they need to dial this up. You know, there was a Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito movie from the early 80s called The Ratings Game, one of my favorite films of all time. He's a teamster who figures out he can rig the, the rating system for TV by sending Nielsen families on a cruise Sending Teamsters <laughs> to break into their houses and watch his terrible TV shows, one of which is Sitting Pretty, where he plays a college student named Chip who rooms with two Bucks and twins. Uh, and then he has like an anime series called The Goombas, like all of this. Like, NXT Creative, please watch this movie. And this is your roadmap for the Tony D'Angelo character.
2: <laughs> I- I'm going to have to watch it now. Yeah, one of my favorite like, hey, friends of all time.
0: Yeah, uh, Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman. There's yeah, I haven't, so I, haven't I haven't seen this so one yet. I haven't seen this one. And
1: it's a central scene. I'm noticing a theme in that NXT could always go further. I even feel that way about Lash Legend. And as great as she is, and I think it's got a lot of potential, if you're going to do a gossip segment and you're going to try to create a Wendy Williams, I mean, the gossip has got to be spicy. It's got to be messy. Yeah, like you
2: got to be talking about people's wives. And maybe yeah, she's, she's got to bring like, like, like pictures of the honeymoon, right? Like yeah. like never before pictures of index honeymoon. Like she's really got to get dirty with it. I agree. Yeah.
0: And that's the thing. And I think that's part of the problem. They want to know why the ratings haven't taken off. They're teasing us with all this potential, but they need to deliver. They need to step it up. No, absolutely.
2: Yeah, you're right. Because now we talked about three characters that could work, but we feel like they're not going fully all out with them, right? We said, like you just mentioned Lash Legend, um, John Gacy, and Tony D'Angelo. As much as we love him, I agree. You could really go crazy with this character. But, I mean... Kidnapping is pretty up there, Glenn. Yeah.
0: They're on the way with somebody.
2: Yeah, that's you know? true. But yeah. Yeah. how do you know it was him? It was probably his family. <laughs>
0: I mean, you know, I didn't, see, I don't think we talked about this in his debut match. I didn't see that he tried to bribe the ref. Yes,
2: the ref. I saw that after we went off the air on Twitter and I was like, okay, that's kind of genius. He was trying to give the referee money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but that's the thing. Like, they need to take all of this up to a like, this all feels very, uh, you know, like there there are maybe like a five. Yeah. And I think there's just yeah. more they can do with it. Um, Duke Hudson tonight uh, battled the love child of Paul Walker and Vanilla Ice, Grayson Waller.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Every time I see him, that's all I keep thinking. That's all I keep thinking. Especially the haircut. I could see it for sure.
2: Yeah, I know. I know.
0: Dead ringer. Uh, Duke Hudson one.
2: It seemed
1: like they had more going for uh, Grayson Waller, and I think he showed me more in this. In that they gave him the backstage segment. I thought he was very charismatic there. Uh, he's got the boxer gimmick going. He's got a little dance, and then Duke Hudson. I mean, he was playing cards, and they referenced his poker playing. But that's not part of the character once he starts wrestling. Like he didn't throw a bunch of cards in somebody's face. Exactly. He didn't give anybody a paper cut. He didn't use the cane that the poker dealers have or anything like that. He's just a guy who likes to play poker. So I called really a chip much after. Yeah. 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 or he could like do an angle where he's like starts gambling his life away and he needs to win in order to earn the money like kind of like what they did with Happy Corbin but they're not really connecting the poker gimmick to to the guy so I don't know why I should care. yeah
2: um, I think that, and, and I struggle with this every week, and maybe it's my short attention span, but there is too many new characters with too many yes. different gimmicks, and they're trying to introduce us to too many of them at once. And I feel like this guy is falling victim of that, because I saw him in the ring too, and I was like, wow, he's really good. Why don't I remember him? And then I go back and think, wait a minute, we've seen quite a bit from him, but it's just so many people. And we do this every week, and it still is hard to remember everybody, right? But, um, yeah, I don't understand what the poker has to do with him, but he Does have charisma and he looked great in the ring.
0: Yeah. I mean, or do some card tricks. Do something. Pick a card, any card.
2: Yeah. If you're you're going to do a card gimmick, then grab some tarot cards and start doing readings for people. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. That would be a (laughs) great gimmick, actually. Um,
0: uh, (laughs) Andy Hartwell and Persia Parada took on Saray and Mari Miller tonight. Um, Alfred, what did you think of this match?
1: It was fine. I mean, they
0: really—it was very,
1: very short, and it was designed to kind of get Indy and uh, Prada over in terms of them being challengers to the tag titles. Uh, but not much happening here. The, the most memorable part was Indy Hartwell kissing Dexter and leaving all this saliva behind, and she even like tweeted it out and, and made fun of herself. So that was kind of funny. But you know, this was not very memorable for me.
2: Yeah. It wasn't memorable for me. And I didn't understand how short it was because I went to check on the baseball game scores real quick yeah. while this was going on and I came back and it was over. And I'm like, Oh crap. I had to go into Wrestling Inc..com to find the, the result and I'm like, that's not good. Like I was like, How long was the match? I swear I just went to like two shadows and came back. So I I mean, I, some of the matches in NXT for the last few weeks have had that issue where they're just giving them like a couple of minutes. Yeah. And listen, I don't want to get into Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, yeah. but it seems to be uh, at trend right now with WWE and their women's matches that they cannot last more than two minutes. And so I'm not surprised that, that this happened. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Beth Phoenix actually referenced that in that she talked about the Queen's crown and even said a lot of fans have been a little frustrated that the women aren't getting the ring time they deserve and whatnot. So clearly this is something that has hit WWE's radar and hopefully moving forward they're going to give them more time. But uh, that's I think that was the most memorable part of this match is Beth Phoenix referencing the um, Love that, she did that frustrations of people saying that the women aren't getting enough time
0: yeah it's very weird it's a very weird step backwards especially on nxt of all places yeah which yeah. has been um of the major promotions you know the best uh, of the, of the uh, no three this three.
2: women's division all around wwe is just incredible and the fact that you're just doing them this way it just feels yeah. wrong you know um but yeah it, hopefully like alfred said it's just a it's a sign that they're looking at it and it's going to change we'll see
0: um, loved Io Shirai's promo when she came out. Loved Gigi yeah. Dolan and J.C. James. She's I mean, so, so good. This is going to be a three-way title match at TakeOver, right? I All love right, how Io Shirai's happen. gimmick
1: in that she just says, I don't like you. <laughs> and that, I think that should be a t-shirt. It's going to eventually be a chant. But Io saying that she doesn't like people is very funny. It's funny how she says it. And it's funny that she just doesn't seem to like anybody. And that's a great gimmick. I just think that this is so simple, <laughs> but so effective in terms of using her as a talker.
2: Yeah, yeah, she should also be in the singles division.
0: Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, like, maybe definitely. after uh, they drop the titles. Yeah, I uh, can see it through really. Cameron yeah. Grimes' new gimmick is that he's uh, lonely.
2: That he's what? What'd you he's
0: say? lonely.
2: He's oh, lonely. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's looking for love. I'm sorry. I,
0: I could I could phrase it another way, but I would, wanted to be very PG about it. Say it. Say it. Cameron Grimes' new gimmick is that he's horny. There's he's there horny.
2: you Good go. Here, <laughs> Thank you. Like, I'm like, he's <laughs> what, Glenn? What is he? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we would have also accepted Thirsty, or, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: He so went all Gray- in
0: though. <laughs> Grayson Waller is going to uh, show him some dating apps. Like, Okay, yes. so that's going to be the vignette next week. Cameron Grimes taking his Tinder photos, writing his bio. Like, uh, this is a very interesting direction in NXT 2.0 for someone who's arguably, like, one of the top three stars before the reboot, and perhaps right. the biggest star that didn't get called up.
1: Yeah and another gimmick that is very current of this generation if they're going to really lean into that because they're really focusing on online dating and dating apps and swiping so it'll be very interesting to get uh, WWE's commentary on online dating. Uh, the thing that makes me nervous is they tease that and this is almost definitely going to happen. They're going to shave Cameron Grimes' chest they're going to probably shave his face and his hair and I, I hope they just don't go too crazy in this makeover of Cameron Grimes but I mean he can make it work he has chemistry with everybody and I'm sure it's going to be fun and funny but I hope we don't Lose Cameron Grimes, a character in this in this reboot.
0: What do you think the odds are there will be a throwaway joke where it's like, I don't understand. I downloaded the app, but it's all dudes. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be careful with that but that could be pretty funny is that he shows that up
2: a <laughs> <Good laughs> little grinder that, action there <laughs> that would be hilarious actually yeah they can they can just call the guy that um set him up for when he was the butler for la night remember oh, yeah. didn't he have him all cleaned up but they didn't really have to cut his hair or anything right call that guy and also we're gonna need lash legend to like like give us the dms that he's sending these girls on her gossip yeah. show
0: oh my god I want I want the dating game with Cameron Grimes and I want (laughs) three talents you know male or female doesn't matter I don't want to be heteronormative like three talents for him to choose from on the dating game that
2: could be a lot of fun did you remember that one time that the serial killer showed up in a dating show that could be how you start a new gimmick you can have like a crazy woman show up who's like you know that, that you could debut a character that way yeah
0: that would be a good. Way. That would be a good way to debut a character. Yeah, I would. <laughs>
2: I do oh like
1: the game idea with Cameron Grimes. That could be really funny. Yeah.
0: We should be running NXT, and the we first should. thing is, it's like, look, nobody's watching the show. So who do you? What do you care if you offend people? Like, <laughs> at least they're talking about it. Like, let's take some risks, people.
2: Yeah, agreed. You know. <laughs> uh, The main
0: event tonight, the NXT North American title match, Santos Escobar versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. So much to unpack here. Burner of a match, got a good long time. You might think, hey, Swerve went to the main roster, says Escobar's a lock. Oh, no. What don't they see in him? Because he lost tonight. And then Carmelo Hayes, who won the breakout tournament, apparently his title shot's like a Money in the Bank Mm cash-in. Because he cashed in. He is now Carmelo Hayes after like a 30-second match as the new NXT North American champion. Issa, your thoughts about this turn of events and uh, the main event segment tonight?
2: We all got swerved. Swerved got swerved. (laughs) Swerved, We all got swerved. swerved. (laughs) Listen, I thought the match was a lot of fun. And I'm a little bit sad that Santos didn't win because this is the best that he looked. He reminded me of that old Santos that we all were like, he was like, Calling out Carrion cross that's how he came off tonight in this match. And obviously, it takes two to tango, unfortunately, because he hadn't defended the title since he won it. You forget how good Swerve Scott is in the ring, right? Like, I, w- I wish he would have been defending the title every week, the way he looked tonight in that match. That being said, when, um, at towards the end, when Carmelo Hayes shows up with, what's, What's the name of the person? No that he Thank you. Thank- I forgot. Oh, I'm horrible. When they showed up, I'm like, I literally said, why are they out here? Unless he's going to ca- like, unless he's going to cash in. But he actually didn't. I'm like, oh, crap. Like, I wasn't expecting him to go. I thought he would say, I'm calling you out. And it will be a match for the future. Because I we assume that Scott has to. S- drop the title going to SmackDown but I didn't think they were going to do it right then and there it just made it so exciting Think, I mean we just got that title match recently but it's been a long time that NXT felt that unexpected and surprising and I'm so happy for Carmelo Hayes because I was like he's walking around with this contract this kid cashes in whatever I'm going to call it a cashing now because that's what it was and he doesn't win that will be like the end for him but he won it, this title has gone to so many epic people like like, unexpectedly, that it's just fun to follow. But I do feel a little bit bad for Santos, Escobar, and Legado de the Fantasma. They had money with this faction, and now it just feels like they're in limbo. They should have been called up.
1: Yeah, um, and I do feel that with Santos Escobar because I did think that, yeah, it sucks that Swerve Scott's going to lose his title in his first defense, but at least it's going to Santos because he's, you know, one of my favorites in NXT and it's good. Right. That it seemed like they were going to rebuild him. But this was a good swerve. We so many times we see WWE when everybody thinks they know what's going to happen. They'll swerve just for the sake of a swerve. But this was continuity. And yep. this was a great job in how they did this. We talked about it at the top of the show. It started with Hit Row getting kidnapped. So now Swerve Scott's out there on his own. So it may makes storyline sense that, okay, now two people come in there to even the odds. And you're not really thinking about the catching because they don't have the contract they're helping Swerve Scott. So you're thinking, okay, this is just the way that they're kind of evening the odds. And then when he gets in the ring, you're just like, oh my God, you start to put it together. Yeah. And it does make storyline sense because he won this contract months ago and they've been telling you he's going to cash in one day. So this is all the way continuity. I absolutely loved it. I love that Carmella Hayes won this. And for all these people who keep telling me, oh, AEW only been around for two years. Give it time for a black star to be developed. Four months. Carmelo Hayes debuted in June of this year. Four months. He won a breakout tournament. He got a heater in Trick Williams. He became a character. He won the NXT Championships in terms of North American Championships. He's one of their top stars right now in four effing months. So when you want to do it and the sport is fake and you can manipulate it, that's what they've done with Carmelo Hayes, and I love to see it.
0: Yeah. Now, it's (laughs) going to be bittersweet when Hit Row breaks up, but maybe when Swerve is solo, we – We'll get a catchphrase in a t-shirt that says you got swerved. <laughs> we'll definitely get that. <laughs> and then WWE can bring swerved back to the network and all we'll be right with the universe again.
2: I you know still it, I still wanna see Naomi join the Bloodline so that they can feud with Hit Row. I think it will be oh, yeah. so good. Oh, yes. I just
1: want to see Naomi beat
2: Sonya DeVille. This well, Friday. that's gonna happen. I'm I very don't think for that match. the Hit Row and the Bloodline feud doesn't need to happen right now. I just mean eventually I really <laughs> would really like to see it.
0: Yeah, I agree. No, this was a good episode of NXT, but I think this is the problem. It's like, they've been showing us now for over a month, potential, potential, potential. They opened that first episode with the wedding, which was one of the best segments NXT in any version. One of the best segments WWE has ever done. Um, uh, the Gargano's written off TV, I'm assuming, because they're expecting. There's some stuff with Johnny's Twitter bio, who knows if they're staying. With Index, we've gotten a little bit of them. But I feel like, yeah, like they just keep laying groundwork, but they need to start ramping things up. They need to start really getting the storylines. I think Halloween Havoc is going to be great, but they need to come out of that on fire or else these ratings are going to just continue to go downward.
1: Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's absolutely right. It helps that they're building towards Halloween Havoc and whatever the ratings do this week, which I think it's going to be another down week for their ratings. But I think Halloween Havoc, they're going to go up and it'll begin to stabilize. But in addition to Halloween Havoc, they're going to need to have some familiar people go down to NXT because it's just going to keep going down if they continue with this formula of people who people don't recognize.
0: Yeah, And i gotta think there's a lot of main roster talents that would would welcome the change
2: well the thing of it is it's almost like if you had if you're going to going to include nxt in the draft then you should have a representation from nxt Also making draft choices and like figure out who you want to bring back down. And if you want to take Hit Row and and whoever you want to take, then we're going to take this person. Like like fully include, like they seem to only want to include NXT when it's convenient to the main roster. Then let NXT play too. You know what I mean? Let them be part of Survivor Series. Let them be part of the draft. You have to have a handful of people that you go, hey, we don't have anything for them. Take them to NXT and let NXT pick. You know, like that would have been super interesting because I agree with you. And I told you this earlier, I'm struggling with so many new characters. And I feel like I will give props to AEW to where they put their homegrown, you don't know who this person is against somebody that you really know who they are. And you, it makes you keep your eye on, on the character you weren't familiar with. And X T could really benefit from a couple of main roster people coming down. Yeah.
0: And the next, the Survivor Series with NXT, I think one of the greatest Survivor Series of all time. Certainly, the best Survivor Series pay-per-view yeah. in the last ten years, fifteen years. I mean, it's been a while.
2: Yeah, the one that included NXT.
0: Yeah, so good, so good. Yeah.
2: But Um, never forget that the Invasion NXT episode on SmackDown only happened because they were being held hostage in Saudi Arabia and they had to press the panic button and bring NXT to SmackDown. And that's how that whole Survivor Series build-up started. It was an accident. It was a happy accident,
0: quoting Bob Ross here. (laughs) (sighs) So there you go, folks. Tonight, Tony D'Angelo continues his trajectory, his ascent
2: to the top of...
0: Not just NXT, but WWE and professional wrestling in general.
1: My God. He will save professional wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Just
2: like, hide your wives. Hide your wives. (laughs) 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 Tony D'Angelo is coming to take your girl. (laughs) Mr.
1: Steal Your Girl.
2: (laughs) Mr. Steal Your Girl. Mr. Steal Your Producer and put him in the trunk of my car.
0: should be like, he should be hanging out with Vince McMahon. Like there should already be, like Tony D'Angelo should have no limit on what he's doing, what he's trying to make. It. He should be able to show up anywhere in WWE, you know, because he paid somebody off. He had a connection. He pulled a string. Yeah. He, sure.
1: I mean, you would think theoretically, I mean, if he wants to get on the main roster or get whatever he wants, he should have the connections and be able to threaten people or kidnap
2: them. If we don't get all three girls from Toxic Attraction, once they have the gold surround surrounding Tony D'Angelo and feeding him grapes, what are we doing here? Come on.
0: Wait, I just thought of an interesting scenario for this Cameron Grimes thing, because you mentioned Toxic Attraction. Oh, God. What if, instead of a dating app, what if it's like a You've Got Mail situation, you know, and like Gigi Dolan and Cameron Grimes are like exchanging messages, but they don't know the other one's the other one? You know, like they meet up and they're like, Oh my God, it's you. Oh my God, it's you. Like, it's a whole oh thing.
2: I don't even know why you said that. And the first thing I thought was like, like, kind of like write a prisoner. Is that what you're talking
0: about? <laughs> no, you see, you see, back in the day, there was something called pen pals and personal attitude. You go in the newspaper, like a desperately seeking Susan situation you know yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or that song uh, if you like pina coladas and you would uh you know write a letter to a p.o box and then someone would write a letter back to you and then maybe if you really liked each other you would arrange a meeting and of course in the 90s people did this on aol because you couldn't scan a photo right right you meet people online you talk to them, you wouldn't know what they looked like You're driving three hours to meet somebody, you show up and you're like, okay, okay, I can work with this, you know? And then meanwhile, they're just trying to hide in the bathroom because you do not look like how you described yourself. I really don't want to get into this. I'm going to just Do you know piña coladas
2: were created in Puerto Rico?
0: I I definitely believe that. You know what? That made me think, I think that's where they're going to go with this Cameron
1: Grimes thing is he's going to get catfished on one of these dates.
0: (gasps) Ooh, I like that too. Oh,
1: no.
2: no. I hope that's how he goes poor. He starts sending the catfish money. Oh, my God. Oh, yes, no, he's going to lose been. his fortune. And then he's going to start working for Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> ah.
0: Maybe this is just because <laughs> we're all so bored with wrestling. But I swear to God, if we were running NXT, NXT would be 90% storyline and vignettes. And <laughs> no in
2: reaction. Yeah. We're just like, save <laughs> it for
0: TakeOver. Save it for TakeOver. <laughs>
2: We'll be like so screw, good. screw five star matches like Biggie yeah. says, but we'll be like it's all about the telenovela storylines here.
0: If we
1: get Emmys, we get daytime Emmys for this.
2: Yeah, hell yeah.
0: That's what people tune into. We tune in for stories and characters. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Well, that was NXT. No dynamite tomorrow night.
2: Oh no! What are they all gonna do? What are we gonna do? Yeah, ah. gonna
0: do. Oh my god! But well, Friday, can you believe <laughs> no. this? We're being punished Friday because. But those who watch wrestling are being punished.
2: How are we going to do this? Is one of us going to take on watching the YouTube show? So that one of us has to be paying attention to to it, right? back
0: to two streams at the same time. Like, yeah, it's an hour.
2: Glenn, you do 7 o'clock. I'll do the YouTube (laughs) button. Issa, you do 8 o'clock. And then we'll go Break i just i just saying when they're both running simultaneously like at least one of us should be on this and one of us should be on this and the other should be trying to be a boat that way we can get really different perspectives right. <laughs> who's who dating ryan, ryan, <laughs> who ryan facing friday uh suzuki right yeah
1: yeah I don't know. yeah right in the Minoru suzuki yeah
0: so so let me just tell you, you don't even need to watch the match. Here's his review. Oh my god, what a match. A classic five stars. These yeah. two guys, just supremely oh talented. God. I thought they the were ring. going to
2: kill each other. It was it was <laughs> technical.
0: <laughs> it was brutal. There were so many great spots. It was intense. This had time to breathe because it wasn't on TV. We didn't have to worry about commercials. Just god. I'm gonna, five I'm gonna stars.
2: screen I am yeah. gonna screen record this and then I'm gonna screen record him on Friday just to see if he says yeah. the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Pro algorithm, yeah. That's all. <laughs> what you said is exactly what we're going to be saying. You should remember
1: that word for word and give that review
0: after the match. And I guarantee you, it'll be just as accurate. It's the same <laughs> review. It's the same thing. That's what we're going to see. So I think it'll be easy to have that on side by side with.
2: I yeah, think I agree. I agree.
0: The crazier parts of this, I don't think. I don't think the the uh, buy-in. I don't think that's going to be necessarily that nuts. They might do something cute at the beginning. But I think once they get into the rest they're going to give that match a hell of a lot of time. The crazier shit is going to see what WWE does when they go in that half hour overage and seeing how they try and poke the bear or how they try and poke. Uh, they're going to uh, poke AEW. a
2: beast. That's what yeah. they're going to poke yeah. for that half hour. Yeah, that's when you're going to get Brock how-
1: Lesnar and the, yeah. the Becky Lynch match. I think. I mean, if they're smart, they're not going to just throw Brock Lesnar up there just because. That's when I think they're going to send him after AEW.
0: Yeah, and what's AEW going to do in retaliation? Like, that half an hour is going to be the most interesting half an hour in professional wrestling this week. Yeah,
2: In the words of the the great Justin Timberlake, what are you going to do with all that beast when I leave the cage open? (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's a perfect quote. Right back to the NSYNC uh, reference. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, you know... uh, yeah, yeah, yeah! Yippee, kaye! Yippee, yay! Yippee, kaye! But uh, <laughs> on that note, folks, everybody have a great night. We'll catch you back here Friday on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take That'll care.